What if a diamond could hold an even deeper meaning? At Eternova, each gem holds the memory of someone you loved. How? Eternova allows you to turn the ashes of your deceased loved ones into a diamond. Where mourners previously had to decide between keeping cremated ashes in an urn or scattering them in a special place, Eternova introduces the new option of an everlasting memorial. But how do you educate your audience on this unconventional process? Today, we're talking to Adele Archer about how she's turning the loss of family, friends, and pets into eternal love. I'm your host, Kara Hogan, and this is The Empowered Marketer. The Empowered Marketer is brought to you by Zayas, the CRM that helps you engage your buyers at the exact right moment with the most relevant message. Learn more at zaius.com. Eternova co-founder Adele Archer always knew she wanted to start her own business one day. With a degree in entrepreneurship and a background in marketing technology, Adele was well-equipped to pursue the industry she was most curious about, but she never expected where it would take her. The one area that really interested me was the lab-grown diamond industry. I had never heard of it, and I saw an opportunity to actually partner with a lab-grown diamond company and bring you know, what they were doing from a scientific side more to the consumer side and build a brand around it. So we were kind of looking at that and we were looking, you know, should we do that or should we go up the supply chain? And then it was kind of a crazy thing where my very close friend and my business mentor, Tracy Kaufman, completely separate from this business I'm starting, um, she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she passed away and it was super fast. Tracy was just like one of the most important and special people I've had in my life. I think we all have, you know, maybe one or two people that take us under their wing and invest in us like a parent would. And that was Tracy. And so when she passed, she didn't have kids. She didn't have, um, you know, she wasn't married. So she just had a couple of special relationships like hers and mine. And so she actually had some of her ashes given to each of us. And she said, Hey, just go do something cool. You know, that you think both of us would really like scatter my ashes somewhere that, you know, that we've been before that's special to us and, and do whatever else. And so you know, I, I more on the personal side was just online, you know, looking for what could I do with Tracy's ashes. And, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing. We all, I think, will eventually have that experience of Googling what to do with ashes. And there's very, very few things out there. Like there's been no innovation or development or new products. And, you know, I was seeing like urns and then little vials that you could wear around your neck and, you know, nothing that felt really special enough for her. And so it was a really crazy thing. We're working on this diamond um, business and uh, we're at dinner one night and a diamond scientist mentions offhand how it'd be possible to extract carbon from ashes and grow a real diamond from that carbon. So you can imagine, I was just like, what? (laughs) I have to do this. This is crazy. This is what I've been looking for. I actually went to go start the process. There was one company doing this. I went to go start the process with them. And, you know, just right off the bat, it was a bit of a transactional call. They were not really transparent about how they were doing what they were doing. You know, when you're dealing with sending the love of your life away for eight months, you know, you've got to really trust this company. And so just with the little bit of doubt that I had, I wasn't comfortable. And so that was really when, you know, you kind of more put your business hat on and you're like, 
I'm the customer. I totally get this. I think that this is an amazing product and a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, perhaps it's just not being executed properly. And so that was really when, you know, we decided to fully pivot our business. Tracy was the first diamond actually that we grew. This is her black diamonds. (laughs) And, uh, you know, from there we launched a turn of us. Yeah. It's such an interesting story and it's a really unique product. Um, I think that maybe some buyers might be hesitant or unsure about it in a, in a similar way that you were. Uh, so as, as you're building this business, how do you overcome that and educate them and, and help them see the value of it? Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I think especially when somebody is going through such a hard period in their life, I think they are very cautious of not being taken advantage of. You know, their, their kind of radar is even higher than normal. And so I think it's all about trust and transparency. We live and die by our values. We absolutely are obsessed with delivering the best experience we humanly can to our customers. Um, But people don't necessarily know that coming in. So, you know, it always starts with a very personal phone call. We don't want to know how somebody's loved one died. We want to know who they were as a person. And so, you know, by taking a genuine interest and asking, you know, hey, like, I'd love to hear a couple of stories you wouldn't believe how many people are experiencing loss and nobody's asked them that question. You know, everyone's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. How'd they die? Or like, what happened? You know, and they don't get asked, well, you know, tell me about them. And so I think, you know, right off the bat by having like a human interaction with people, they realize that you actually care and you're meeting a need that nobody else is meeting. And then from there, it's really layering on a lot of um, trust and transparency. So showing them exactly how we're doing what we're doing. We send pictures, videos, updates of every step of the process. You know, we actually, for example, at our, our Diamond Growth Lab, our scientists will be showing like, here's your loved one's carbon, you know, and everybody has their own unique numbers. So there's no way that they can get mixed up. Everybody's worked on one at a time individually, um, and it's all on video. So you feel really confident. You can watch exactly what's happening. We've brought in team members from the aerospace industry. So, you know, we think about where is there a zero tolerance for any mistakes ever? And those are the industries that we hire from. And, you know, we talk about that a lot, like both on our call, but also on our site and, you know, also on our social media. I think that that's been a huge differentiator compared to our competitors is just humanizing our team, doing a lot of behind the scenes type stuff. Our Instagram stories are some of our best performing because it'll just be us like, you know, shooting a behind the scenes of like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I get to deliver a diamond home. And you just see how genuine our whole team is about loving what we do and just caring so much. Yeah, I love that focus on transparency. I did notice that on your site that you have, you know, a lot of video content kind of explaining how things work and telling people stories. You know, why did you decide to focus so much on video specifically? Yeah, video is very important to us. So we actually, we're only a team of 12. And we are literally bringing a full time videographer in house. So for a small team, that's kind of surprising that that'd be one of our early hires. But um, it's a huge part of our strategy. And the reason behind that is because what we do is we create beautiful diamonds, but that's really not what our business is about. You know, behind every single diamond, there's the story of a remarkable person and a remarkable life that would just 
blow you away when you get to hear them. And so we can't help but be inspired by those stories. And I think that um, when you share those stories in a really human way, that's what brings you a future customer because they see their loved one in our customers' stories. And it helps them envision what it would feel like to be able to carry a piece of them with them every single day in a bright and beautiful and positive way um, and do something that is really special to honor them. We don't want to be the ones telling them that this is what they have to do. I think it's more about them experiencing what this has done for other people and deciding if it feels right for them. And so the best way to really do that, I think, is, is to do it through video. And then on top of that, you know, our broader mission as a company is to remember remarkably. So we see it as our job to ensure that people's legacies live on. You know, they continue to be talked about. We think obituaries are just terrible at capturing who somebody was as a person. So video is important to kind of capture the richness of their story and to unpack their personality and, and really give people a sense of what that person was like. And you talked a little bit about how when someone comes to the site, they, they watch the video, they're convinced, they're like, I, I want to do this. And you have a couple options. One is that you can do a consultation on the phone, um, or you can just send off for a kit to kind of learn a little bit more information. How do those two options work? Why do you decide to offer them? Like, what, what does that give your, your customers? Totally. So if they're not quite ready to get started, then they should chat with our team. They'll go over the process and they'll have a very personal connection and conversation, um, you know, help them feel good about this company that they're potentially going to send their loved one to. If they're like, no, I mean, I know this is what I want. I am ready to go. Then that's when they'll order the kit. Um, it's a hundred dollar non-refundable deposit. It goes towards the end price of whichever diamond they choose. But in that kit is everything they need to package up the ashes and also has cubic zirconia so they can see what actual diamond sizes look like. You know, they can touch, feel, hold up to jewelry, you know, get a sense of that. Um, we actually have a video screen in every kit and have a personalized message from our team talking about how excited we are to go on this journey with them. And, you know, this is going to be something really special and personal for those that are ready to start the process. It's one of the most special milestones that you're like, oh, yeah, this feels really right. It's a very premium, beautiful kit, you know, to kick things off. I was actually just curious, what is the price point? You said the $100 goes towards the overall price. Um, I assume there's varying prices depending on size and all of that. But what's the range for this product? So we start at 2500 and then it goes up from there. We see a lot of people sit around maybe seven to 8000 which the reason for that is that an average cost of a funeral is about 10000 So I think a lot of people, we're seeing a lot of changing behaviors and mindsets around end of life and memorialization and fewer people are opting for, you know, the full end and funeral experience and deciding to reallocate to something like this. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that you could spend $2,500 going an eight month unbelievable journey and experience with our team. And it's the fraction of a cost of, uh, you know, burying your loved one, for example. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. And so you also offer this product for, you know, loved ones, which we've talked about a lot, but also for pets. That's an interesting option as well. Do you feel like the typical buyer is different for those two products or are they similar? I mean, are, are the people that come to you completely unique, everyone? Yeah, definitely. I think what all of our customers have in common is that they are doing this for the most important relationship in their life. And so that totally can be a pet. 
For example, I had an amazing customer. She was uh, a career woman her whole life, you know, made it all the way up to be an executive at a very major company that you know. And because she prioritized her career over having a family, her cat was her family. Callie was her family. And so when she lost Callie, she had been through everything from, you know, they went to college together. They, Callie saw her through, through her first job. She saw her through all of her promotions, moving across the states like two or three times. That was her connection that she came home to every single day. So really, there isn't a whole lot of a difference that, you know, we see. We hear an unbelievable variety of stories with our loved ones. You do this for your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, you know, your sibling, your children. It's really who were the most important people in your life. That makes sense. And because there's such a wide variety of people, how do you actually find them and market to them and tell this story to them and engage these buyers? I mean, we'll always be an inbound model, 100%. Um, We want people coming to us, you know, with a genuine curiosity, wanting to learn more and deciding if this feels right or not. We will totally tell them if it's this may not be right for you. Word of mouth is one of our most important channels, which is fun from a marketer standpoint, because you can't just, you know, not quite as measurable as, as digital, but it really is. And I think for us, only 10% of the US knows that you can even do this. So it's all about awareness building. So if we can build awareness in a very authentic way and telling stories in you know, just a really special and compelling way, what's really interesting is that this is such an interesting and unique product that people talk about it once they hear about it. And so it's over the Thanksgiving dinner or, you know, it's on social media that somebody sees it and goes, oh my gosh, that's amazing. You know, my hairdresser just lost his dog. Like I should totally share this with him. And that's our customer. That's really what we've noticed is that uh, if you tell really great human stories, they'll get organically shared and amplified. It's really a focus on building kind of an engaged community. Also from our customer side, We talk a lot about creating raving fans. You know, every single customer, we want them to be raving about Eternova. And they, every single month, when we send them that monthly update, they're sharing it on social media. We've had customers calling us from the jeweler's office being like, hey, I have 10 people in here. All of them love what I'm doing. Can you give a consultation to all of them? And so, oh my gosh, like they are our warrior advocates. And they at least are bringing us, I think we have a 10% referral rate of closed business. That's not including, you know, all of the uh, the leads that they bring us. So we do a lot on traditional channels, PPC, Facebook, etc. But, um, you know, I think a lot of our X factor growth is going to be coming from word of mouth. And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, when you go to a website and you just want one thing, it should be simple, quick, friendly, even. That's Intercom's motto. So consider this their invitation to businesses to step it up with messaging in the moment. Intercom makes that little chat bubble in the corner of a website. That's their messenger. It opens your business up to customers in a quick and friendly way, but it doesn't stop there. Intercom extends your team with conversational bots and guided tours inside your products. Take Intercom success story Unity. Before using Intercom, visitors kept abandoning their site. Unity just couldn't answer people's questions quickly enough. The Intercom Messenger helped Unity get proactive with their visitors. And in just 12 months with Intercom, Unity got 45% more customers. That's Intercom's whole deal, connecting you to customers when it's best for you both. 
Give your customers the one thing they're looking for and get your best revenue channel yet. Go to intercom.com slash podcast, then see everything else Intercom can do. I also noticed that you focus a lot on press on your website that you've been featured, you know, in a bunch of publications and you were actually named one of Inc's 30 under 30. So congrats on that. Yeah. Thank <laughs> but, you. <laughs> uh, why did you choose to focus on PR? Was it to kind of keep driving that word of mouth? Yeah. I mean, it's huge for awareness, of course. You know, you think, how do you build awareness? PR. But, you know, it's been a really impactful strategy for our business more than we even expected. You know, we were actually the first funeral company ever to make the, the cover of Inc. Magazine. And, you know, then we were featured in things like Yahoo Finance, CNBC on the Money, Two Chains, Most Expensivest, um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the list goes on. It's had a, a huge impact for us in two different ways. It's given us a lot of credibility in the funeral industry uh, because they've never seen a funeral product become part of kind of a mainstream conversation and, and cast in a positive light. It's kind of like, Usually it's it's kind of uh, weird, you know, ghoulish, whatever. So it's been easier to engage with funeral homes. And that's a huge channel that we're launching right now with selling through funeral homes um, and really show them kind of a new direct to consumer way to, to think and talk about, you know, our product and our space. It's also given us a ton of local Austin credibility and investor credibility. So it's been huge for our fundraising, our hiring. We're fortunate to have received I think right now, every single PR piece that we've ever had has driven at least one deal for us. And I think that that's because a lot of people just have ashes at their home that they've been trying to figure out what to do with. So they hear about this, they call in. But it's been very interesting, you know, having worked at Trendkite, thinking about different PR, you always think that, you know, the the Yahoo Finance hit is like, the winner, you know, whatever the big pub is, is going to be the one that drives everything. And it's, it's quite been the opposite. It's local um, broadcast performs unbelievably well. It drives the most traffic, the most leads. Um, Also, we had a feature on 60 second docs, which is a social media platform, you know, and they do these kind of super short heartwarming videos and they did a little documentary on a turnover and it went absolutely viral. It got picked up by Snapchat's discovery feed. It drove like, a month's worth of leads in an hour. It was crazy. So yeah, great channel. Always uh, never what you expect it to be though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd also love to hear more about how you're working with funeral homes. Like how, how did that start? What are you doing to build those relationships? And how's that working? I mean, really starting a turn of a, we kept it fully focused direct to consumer because we wanted to build a certain credibility and reputation of Engaging with people, particularly on social media, building a very authentic, organic tribe, you know, being very confident in talking about some of these tough topics, you know, death, dying and grief is not an easy thing to talk about. Um, So that's something we've noticed industry wide in the funeral space is they're just too scared to, you know, even foray into social media because they don't want to, you know, trigger anybody. But there's absolutely a way to do it that's tasteful, that's celebratory, that's, you know, really authentic, that includes them rather than makes them feel lonely with their grief. And so we really um, took the first, you know, two years of, of building that tribe and building that community and proving that this can be done. And so now a very big part of our growth will be, you know, going to funeral homes and selling through funeral homes, because that's still today where most people make their memorialization decisions. So, you know, they'll have 
gorgeous in-home displays that have videos in them as well, you know, so they can really get a sense of the turn of a team. We only are partnering with very progressive funeral homes. And so these are folks who, you know, are eager to get on social media. You know, they want to look at new ways to, to, you know, be more progressive and, and offer a better customer experience. And so it's a very collaborative exercise between us and the home. We'll normally have a consultation together. If they start the process, then we take them through this amazing journey. And at the end of the journey, we always have all of our diamonds hand delivered. So it's a really special homecoming. And so with the homes, we actually include them in that process rather than having our team hand delivering, you know, we send it back to the funeral home. So they get to be the hero of the hour and bringing it home to the family. It's really, you know, a positive brand elevation for both. And then we're doing a lot of localized market marketing within each of the markets that we're going to market um, with funeral homes to, you know, drive more buzz, more excitement, have people talking about it and already know about it when they come into the home to kind of support, you know, that conversation with the director. Yeah, that's super interesting. It is a good point that the idea of being on social media, sharing these stories could be sensitive. And I, I noticed that, you know, you have a blog with a mix of content talking about grief, stories of customers, and these kind of first-person experiences. Why did you decide to invest in that kind of content, and what are you seeing from that? Well, and this is is completely pulling a page out of uh, our head of brand marketing, Tracy Wallace, pulling a page out of her book because she's truly world. She's a world-class content marketer, and what she talked about a lot is the idea of linear commerce. So it's moving from an ecosystem dependency, you know, depending on paperclip, depending on Facebook, you know, pouring more and more money into the machine to get people to your site and bridging over to building a very authentic, activated community that you're producing quality content on a very consistent basis, that they love what you do, that they share what you do, that they have new ideas for what else to do. You know, and so as kind of quickly as you can pack someone from the the paid Facebook space into your, you know, beautiful blossoming community that, you know, if you go on our blog, complete shout out to her, every single blog post you read is just so good. And if you're somebody that is going through um, the loss of a really special or important person, you know, this is the kind of content that will reshape how you're experiencing and thinking about the grief that you're going through. It's going to share uplifting, powerful stories of our customers and what they've done to honor their loved ones. Um, it's going to share, you know, tips from experts about the psychology of, you know, grief and dying. And so when you're able to, to build that level of consistency, you're getting a much more empowered person. And so I like to wrap up the interview by asking everyone the same question uh, about failure. So sure. what's one time that you failed? What happened and what did you learn from it? On the marketing side, there's plenty of stories of failure. Um, we and, and at Turnabout, we talk a lot about celebrating failure, you know, because like you learn so much. I keep a whole spreadsheet of lessons learned so I can always go back to times that I learned a hard lesson. I think one would be don't trust the experts. I think whether you're an entrepreneur or a marketer, I think it's easy to say if you don't know, let's say digital marketing, you don't know pay-per-click, you don't know Facebook, it's easy to say, well, you know, I need an expert to kind of tell me what to do here. You can totally find somebody, you may need somebody to help you with the deployment of campaigns, um, but you want someone who's energetic, collaborative, transparent about issues, communicative, because ultimately, you know your business best. If you put 
kind of all of your marketing into their hands, they don't necessarily know how to tell your story the best. They don't necessarily know what types of content mixes are going to resonate most with your customers. So I would encourage anybody to take a very hands-on approach. If you know video is going to work best, if you know that um, these types of stories are going to really resonate because you've had real live conversations with your customers, I think it's important to kind of you know guide that person and make sure that your feedback loop is getting implemented and they're just helping you with the execution. They're not the you know, source of truth when it comes to, you know, Facebook advertising, for example. Mm, I totally agree with that. <laughs> also from experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> yes. And so you've grown this business, um, started it from nothing, which is very exciting. What do you think is become more important in your role as you've grown into it? And how have things changed uh, in e-commerce in the past couple of years? My role as an entrepreneur, I think, is just to hire people who are way better than me in all of the areas that I'm managing. So it's like, how do I identify and recruit the rock stars and then uh, remove any obstacles in their way to realizing you know, their full potential and doing their best work? So I try to fire myself from a lot of things, you know, and, and, and then support them. So that's I, really how I see my role. And, you know, for the e-commerce business, I think a lot of it comes down to, I, I see us, you know, moving towards things like automated chatbots and AI. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting, there's two trends that I'm seeing is like more, you know, t- technology enabled, while also more human experience. I think with the rise of more female entrepreneurs, you're seeing more experiential products and you're seeing more thought around what somebody's experience while engaging with our company. And so I think it's kind of an interesting duality to, to have those two things come into balance. I think you can benefit massively from both of them. But I would encourage anybody that's really hellbent on, you know, an AI direction in their business to not lose sight of, you know, the importance of, you know, the human connection and the realness of your brand as well. And what's next for Eternova? What do you think is going to be exciting and new as as you move forward? Well, we're really excited about, um, you know, launching into the channel right now. It's kind of literally right now marks the diversification of our business from not just a D2C company, but now going into channel, working with funeral homes, veterinarian offices. So we're really excited about that. Um, You know, we have a an advisor that just joined our advisory board that's built multiple billion dollar companies on the channel model. So it's going to be, you know, a really exciting path forward um, in that sense. And then we also actually just opened our own diamond lab here in Austin. So we're going to be um, having some of the diamond production taking place here in Austin where people can come see it, um, you know, have a showroom and actually be able to do demonstrations. So long-term, a lot of the vision is to, you know, have, all of our diamond growth here in Austin, you know, again, just making it as accessible as possible for people. They could even have their loved one, you know, come and and put them in the machine with us, which would be super cool. To learn more about Eternova, go to E-T-E-R-N-E-V-A.com or follow them on Instagram at Eternova. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And I'll see you lovely humans again in just two weeks.